When I was an army chaplain, my soldiers asked me all kinds of questions about God, life, relationships, the Bible, and I answered them as best I could. They also called me Padre. Welcome to the Dear Padre podcast, where today I am officiating at a wedding, and I want to give you my wedding sermon. So a little different approach today, but here it is. The wedding that I'll be doing today is at the West Point Chapel, Cadet Chapel. It's a historic cathedral-like building on the West Point campus at the United States Military Academy. And one of the uh, members of the couple is a West Point graduate of the class of 2012, which is really cool to think how recent that is in my mind, but also very much a long time ago in comparison to the wars that our nation has been involved in since 2012. And um, both this, both members of this couple have served in the military, currently in the Coast Guard and, and formerly in the Army. So it's very appropriate to celebrate at West Point. But the scripture lessons that we'll be reading uh, for this wedding are really... Um, first a first of its kind for me um, and I'll read the the readings for um, from the Old Testament lesson now from the prophet Samuel Samuel chapter 18 and chapter 20s an assortment of verses the soul of Jonathan was bound to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that he was wearing and gave it to David and his armor and even his sword and his bow and his belt. Thus Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, May the Lord seek out the enemies of David. Jonathan made David swear again by his love for him, for he loved him as he loved his own life. Then Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, since both of us have sworn in the name of the Lord saying, The Lord shall be between me and you, and between my descendants and your descendants forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This passage that speaks of the love that Jonathan and David had together is part of the long story of love in the Bible of how God loves people and how God calls people to love each other. And marriage is really the opportunity to learn about love. It is the formation of a community of love that's based on love in all the ways we use that word. There's different kinds of love, different nuances to the word love. We'll also read from 1 Corinthians Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I am nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love doesn't keep a record of wrongs. It's not boastful. It's not proud. Love does not seek its own. These descriptions of love in Corinthians and descriptions of love between David and Jonathan are the ways we learn about how God loves us and how we can love each other. 
That opportunity in marriage to love each other is a lifelong one that we are called into. And this couple today will be called into that covenant, which has began a long time ago when they met. And even before that, um, when they were searching for each other and hoping for each other. And this love that we see in Jonathan, with Jonathan and David is about their souls. Their souls are knit together. And because of that knitting together of their souls, a covenant is made, a promise. Promises are made. Vows are made to keep that love alive, to not let anything get in the way of it. And certainly there has been a lot of things that get in the way of love in all of our lives. Probably the most pernicious one of them in all marriages is the monotony of it all. That love is uh, certainly exciting in the beginning, but then often as people grow, develop, have new challenges, new opportunities, and all the things that humans do, love can be more like the um, water than the wine. And what I mean by that is from our illusion in the wedding service at the beginning where it says Jesus adorned this manner of life, this marriage life with his presence and first miracle at a wedding in Cana of Galilee. Marriage is more about water than wine. It is more about the ordinary than the extraordinary in many ways. The quotidian table life of a family, of this community that has been formed by two people and often includes many other people, sometimes children, sometimes other relatives, other people that are cared for. And just as the wine runs out at the wedding in Cana, it runs out and there's a panic. People are scared. What do we do? They seek out Jesus. Jesus is there. He wasn't invited to the wedding to officiate it or preach at it or do anything at it. He's just there. And he shows up precisely at that moment when he is needed the most. And he's the last person that anybody would think to call, except for his mother. She knows to call him. And he transforms the water of ordinary life into the wine of joy and gladness. Wine is a symbol of celebration. We toast at weddings for that reason. To life, cheers, we say. Last night at the, recept- at the rehearsal dinner, I learned how to say cheers in Chinese, and I forget now how those, but I think it literally means dry glass, dry the glass, drain the glass. <laughs> I, think, I think that's what I remember um, from that. So the symbol of rejoicing and celebration, um, water, marriage is more about water than wine. And it is precisely at that moment where Jesus shows up and shows us how to love. And that kind of love that Jesus shows us is not always what we think of love. We do, not always what we think love is. In the story of Jonathan and David, the way they learned to love each other through the hardships of their experience was um, somewhat by their survival, their ongoing survival in the challenges of their of Saul, the king who's trying to kill David. The challenges of love and the way Jesus shows up and teaches us how to love is always a little different than what we expect and always a little shocking, just as 
the chief uh, steward at the feast is a little shocked that Jesus asks him to get the, the foot washing containers of water. Jesus will always do something unexpected. But it is that miracle that he performs where love is born again. In this world, we experience real hardship, and so much of it is connected to our relationships, good or bad, and all the ways that those relationships affect us. And Jesus is there, and this pattern of death and resurrection that he establishes in his life and ministry, that there is death and there is hardship in this world. And on weddings, we often remember the, those who have died that we wish could be here those that we wanted to be here and wished could be here and would have loved to have seen this celebration and rejoiced with us. And so we are a little sad at all weddings, remembering them. But this is the pattern of Jesus, that there is death and there is resurrection. There is new life born into the world, and that life is born in the power of love. Neither heights nor depths nor Angels or principalities or anything on heaven or on earth can separate us from the love of God in Christ. That we are loved. And weddings point to that, point, that deep truth in the universe that God is love. And that when we experience that love here on this earth, we are in truth experiencing God in a deep and personal way. So open your hearts to love today, just as Jackie and Peter have opened their hearts to love and this commitment of love, and this journey of love, uh, we all commit to that as well because Jesus shows up and turns the water of life into the wine of rejoicing. Amen. Grant that the bonds of our common humanity by which all your children are united one to another and the living to the dead may be so transformed by your grace that your will may be done on earth as it is in heaven. Where, O Father, with your Son and the Holy Spirit, you live and reign in perfect unity now and forever. Amen.